Greeting you with the holy words of peace. Peace be multiplied. Yeah. After Selena done that, I'm nervous getting up here. Yeah. yeah. I've got it. I'm on the in, in most churches today, they're going to be talking about the risen Christ. Isn't that right? Yeah. And some people only hear that sermon uh, once a year. They go to church once a year and they, they deal with that by talking about the risen Christ. Today, we want to talk about how he got there. Mm -hmm. yes, sir. All right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And we talk about Calvary. Right? Don't we talk about Calvary? And Jesus died for us, right? Why and how did he get there? And we're going to talk about the, briefly about the most powerful word that's in the scriptures. It's called love. Yeah, we're going to talk about love today. Because if it wasn't for love, there was no crucifixion. You see, I was watching TV one day and uh, they had this couple that was celebrating their 75th anniversary. And they asked them, you know, how did you get through all of that? And you know, most people talk about through prayer. They talk, they'll talk about prayer and, and what they've done is that. And you know what they said? Love. We just loved each other. It's love. You, see, you know why we're sitting here today? Talking about the risen Christ? Love. You know, God, God is, his love is so powerful that we don't understand it. I mean, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, who should ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It takes love to do that. You see, but God's love, he, it's with his word. You go to Genesis, he said it was going to happen. He said it was going to happen through a woman. You already read this story. That he never forgot his word. But it takes a whole lot of love, right, to forgive us of some of the stuff we've done. The young lady talked about where she came from and where she's at. You know what brings you, brought her there? It's called love. God will bring you from Florida to Kansas City. Who would want to come from Florida to Kansas City? You know what I'm talking about? Snow storms, ice storms, cold weather, whatever, from sunny Florida. But when God loves you, He'll direct you where you need to be. And when he directs you where he needs to be, he does with his love, but he'll send you to somebody that can love you. And if the person loves you, they want the best out of you, and their love will bring the best out of you. Do you all understand what I'm saying? And so we understand that. We are here today because God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son, who should ever believe to not perish, but have everlasting life. I love that everlasting life, but I'm living a good life here. Now, I ain't homesick yet. Right. You understand what I'm saying? That's but right. we want to talk about love. I mean, yes, I, I love the Easter stories and the resurrection. We understand all that. But love 
is the reason that we're here today. And so what we need to do is celebrate, we celebrate the, the resurrection, but let's celebrate God's love. Does that make sense? Let's celebrate God's love. Amen to that. And so when we celebrate God's love, we celebrate him. Here's how it works. God so loved the world, he gave his son, right? The son so loved the father, he obeyed the father and gave his life. And all he's asking us is to receive his love. Isn't that something? You see, and, and I use uh, married couples a lot when I do that because the church, we're the bride, he's the groom, right? Wouldn't it be something if you had somebody that loved you unconditionally? Yeah. You see, well, I tell people all the time, you know, when, and I didn't learn it until later. But when you get up here and you think that you're going to sustain a marriage like Christ in the church, it's going to take one thing. Love. Love. Love will make it work. Without love, it won't work. You know, the first thing a lot of times people look at is the financial status these people are in, and, and they call it security. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, some of you all know that, how long that lasts. Yeah. You, see, you see, love will give you security. That's right. That's right. Let's talk about God's love. All right, and you may want that first part. So we're told in 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 from the message, this is the kind of love we're talking about. Mm. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent us his son. That's what we're talking about. Not what we done. Mm -hmm. It's what he done. You're sitting here in church saved right. and inherit eternal life because of what he done for you. That's right. And if you really go back to where you were at before you got to this point in your life, you thank God he loved me. <laughs> Even so, you know, if someone would come up to you and they would give you a gift, you know, and, 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 and you barely knew them or you'd done them wrong, but they gave you a great gift, you'd say, why would you do that? You see? And they would look at you and say, because I love you. That's right. Didn't earn it. Didn't deserve it. But he gave it to me just because he loved me. Wow. Some of you don't get what I'm saying. Somebody walked in here today and said, I'm going to give you a million dollars. You didn't bury, bury somebody that you messed over. In their life, and you see, and they come up and say, here, take this. The first thing you say, why? And they look at you and say, because I, I love you. That's what this is all about. I'm saved today because he loved me. See? We celebrate Easter today is what we call it. We'll go ahead and call it. Because what? He loved us. Because he loved us. This love, so powerful, powerful love. You see that cross? I wouldn't allow him to put a corpse up on the cross because we don't want Jesus hanging on the cross. He's, that's called the resurrection cross. Love put him on there and love took him off. Right. You see? You see? Guess what? Love is so powerful in Christ that he loves you so much he'll take the burdens yes, off your Christ, Amen. off your call, cross, excuse me, and you can walk freely in Christ. That's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah. 
How powerful is that? Keep reading, please. Again, he loved us and he sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. Powerful. You want to know something that we all have in common? There's one time in our lives we damaged our relationship with God. And even though we damaged our relationship with God, he still loved us enough. He sent his son to sacrifice to make it a way for us. You see, that's what it's about today. We ought to be smiling today. We ought to be rejoicing today and thanking God for loving me. Everyone, just thank God for just loving me. Only the people say amen that understands what I'm getting ready to say. God, thank you for loving me when I didn't even love myself. Amen. Amen. You, know you see, you see, you see, God, thank you for loving me when I was unlovable. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? That's love. That is a great love. All right, keep going, please. Now we're going to turn to Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 39 from the Passion. He says, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. Yes. For we are his lovers mm. who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. When you are called to fulfill God's divine purpose and your heart is right, mm-hmm. he will get you where you need to be to accomplish what he set in front of you. That's a fact. You just heard it. You see, when you have a purpose, God knows what you're supposed to be. He knows your abilities and your talents and your gifts. And he knows where you need to go to be able to get into the point where you trust him enough to finish what he's asked you to do. Do you understand me? You see, somebody would know me from back in the day would say, how do you get up there? God called you. And I let him know. I don't have to answer to you. You didn't call me? Huh? You didn't put me up there? And you can't put me down there. That's it. You see? I want you to think the same way. We'll get into this. But it's, I want you to walk out of here knowing one thing for sure. Because sometimes you love me. You know, sometimes the people sitting beside you, they say they love you to death do us part, rich or poor and sickness. But then something happens. You see? But today you can walk out of here assured that God loves you. That's right. Period. All right, here we go. He goes on to say, for he knew all about us before we were born. And he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. I mean, he, he knew who I was, who you was, and he, he, he fixed it so that we could be like Jesus. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. Powerful. That's right. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. I want to be like my big brother. Jesus. Amen. I want to be like him. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I want to be to the point in my life that the love that I have 
for others surpasses the love that they have for me. That's right. That they can count on my love. Mm -hmm. You see, I don't know if I'll be around. Uh, it's 50-some years now, 52, 53. Sister Gwen, I may not be around for 75, but the assurance of what I have left better than the insurance policy. That's right. That's right. That's what matters. Because you know, they may not pay off or take their time paying off, but love's eternal. That's right. Love's eternal. Love's eternal. You see, because if I'm like Christ, I have Christ's love. If I act like Christ, I talk like Christ, and, and I have the spirit of Christ in me, then I'm supposed to love like Christ. Next time somebody asked you, tells you, well, you know, I love you. Yeah, what does that mean? What does that mean? Y'all don't get to go out. What does it mean? You can ask them that. What does that mean? You might be surprised. And if they have to stutter, you know, they don't know what it means. All right? That's right, Pastor. All right. He goes on to say that having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself mm. and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he calls. God called him to who? Me. To himself. To himself. That's right. Johnny, get up out of that hog pen. Like the prodigal son, get on up out of there. Come back to me. Isn't that nice? Because you know, some of y'all been in the hog pen. Come on here, don't get in there and get all holy, sanctified, and filled with all. Come on here. You know. You dressed up, but there's something up under them clothes to who you really were. Careful, you see. You see, you know, it would be strange that, you know, if some Christians would be talking to some non-Christians and talking about Christ and talking, pointing the finger, because, you know, Americans, we're bad about that, pointing the finger, who's worthy, who ain't, who should, would, could be, and all that. And then the Spirit will reveal to that person who you really are. So don't get puffed up. It's what God done for you. And if you've done it for you, look for somebody you can do it for. That's right. That's right. All right? Scripture says, and those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Yes. So what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? What are you scared of? What are you afraid of? If God is for you, who can stand against you? That's right. If you are staying in God's, yes, purpose that he's, who can stand against you? Nobody can stop you. It's when you step outside of that. That's right. And sometimes we, we, we I, I stepped outside of it because you know I'm a human. I'm up there looking, I had the news on and Putin, is that what they call him? Yeah. And I, I was, I was sitting in the house watching and seeing them people all dead and bodies every place. And I said, they ought to kill him. I, I'm the only one that felt like that way in the church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first time. So then somebody just needs to go over there and blow him up. Or do to him what he's done to the others. Yes, I did think. You, did That's you think right. that way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I, was, I was upset, really upset. You know, and wait a minute, you want to hear you laughing? I thought about Brother Trevor. They showed all them tanks. And you know, I'm very kind of lunatic up here sometimes. 
and I could envision if it was me, I'd like to be able to go out there and stand and do this like Moses did, and all them tanks just go right down in the. Right. You see? Yeah, I thought that, sitting there looking at that, all oh, this is going through my mind. Whoa. He's got the power at his time, not my time. Watch yourself. Watch yourself. There'd have been a time you'd have sunk with them tanks. That's right. And then I just flipped it off the news and went to something that I could understand better. No, I really thought that way. And I hope somebody else thought that way and God had to get him in check. Amen. But it ought to upset us. Pray, not hate. That's right. All right? Church, in verse 32, it said, For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure. Here we go. The gift of his son. God has proved his love by giving us the greatest treasure, his son. Now, I know all you Christians in here, you love the Lord, right? Amen. How many of you all would give a child for some no good somebody? Well. None. Just say none. You see? But he loved us enough that he gave his what treasure? The greatest treasure. That's right. For me. What a treasure it was. Great treasure. For me. Why? Did I deserve it? No. Because he loved me. That's right. Wow. That makes me pretty important. Makes me pretty important to one somebody. I'm important to God. Because he gave his greatest treasure for me. Wow. And didn't ask for anything back. That's right. Wow. That's love. You see? It says, and since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Right. I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and I, I tell you all sometimes, I don't pray for needs anymore. I've got everything I need. I'm praying for wants. Mm-hmm. Right. He gives me some of my wants. Right. I got the right to ask him, because he's giving me stuff now, and he'll give you stuff now. He doesn't hold anything back from you. If you're living it, he won't withhold anything. He's already given you. If he'll give you his son, he'll give you a job. Come on. Wouldn't you think? Come on. Yeah. If he's for those who are ready for it. That's right. If he's given his son, he'll give you the right husband. Now that will get quiet up in here. That's right. Yeah. He'll give you the wife, but he's not going to give you anything or anybody that walk beside you, right? Mm -hmm. Unless they're ready to commit to love like him. That's right. They're trying to figure out what's going wrong in in households. Mm -hmm. The lack of God's love. We're supposed to to imitate God. How much God is in your household? How much God's in your heart? Each. Do your kids put me, they shouldn't have to look in the dictionary to get the definition of love. Amen. They ought to be able to look in your eyes. Mm-hmm. The way you treat them. Mm-hmm. The way you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. That's right. Because you're imitating Christ. Yes, you're loving like Christ. All right. All right. Can I say this? You're behaving like Christ. 
The old folks used to say it, and I didn't know it, what they meant, but I knew it as I grew in the spirit. When they're getting ready to get you, they don't do this anymore. They used to give you a little bit of spankings in the day, right? right? <laughs> if it wasn't for the love of God, I'd give you some more. Yeah, y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. That's right. You see? We're grateful for the love of God. Amen. Amen. And we're grateful for parents that have the love of God in them, or we would get the more. That's right. That's right. And that's called abuse. I'm trying to give you a lesson how to live your life. All right? You ought to walk out here. And what did the pastor talk about? He talked about, I need to have the love of God in my heart and treat my family right, treat each other right. Come on. Yes. Come on. Love the world. I've heard preachers get up and say, talk bad against the world. Wait a minute. There's a great value in the world. Ask me why. God so loved the world. That, yes. That's right. The world. That's right. Okay. You got it? All right. So then, church, in verse 33, who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. God has forgiven me for all my sins because he loved me. And when the devil or one of his people comes and points their finger, I say, not guilty. Not guilty. Not because of what I've done. Jesus Christ paid the price. He paid the price. Not guilty. Some of you probably in here still, you're Christians and saved. Why are you still living under the assumption that you have to do something in this not guilty? When you think there's more that's happened, then you're saying God didn't give enough. That's not good. All right? Who then is left to condemn us? Yeah. Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one, for he gave his life for us. Man, isn't that something? Jesus doesn't condemn us. He gave his life for us. Even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted, and enthroned by God at his right hand. Well, keep going. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? God, right now. Jesus is right now by the Father praying for us. That's right. You see? You see, because see, some people don't know how to pray. You all know that, you know, I'm getting ready to go through these tests. I think the first one is uh, tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And so they're trying to find some stuff, you know, you know, MRIs and all that stuff. But it's another type thing. And someone said, well, we, you know, people are, live. well, we hope they don't find nothing. No, don't pray for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so I said, I'm praying that they don't find nothing. No. Pray that they find something so God can heal it and be glorified because of his love. You see? He's praying. So if y'all don't know how to pray, just don't let Satan. God just bless him. You see? He's at the right hand of the Father. I'm comfortable with That's right. whatever they find because I'm going to abide in his love That's right. in this life and the life after. That's right. 
You understand? That's right. All right, here we go. We're told in verse 35, who could ever divorce us from the endless love of God's anointed? Because it's a marriage. It's a marriage. It's a marriage. We are what? The bride. He is what? The groom. He would not divorce us. Okay. We're told absolutely no one. No one. For nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love toward us. Isn't that powerful? Nothing in the whole universe can diminish the power of God's love for us. Man, that's strong. All right? Troubles. And, and you're going to have them. Pressures. You're going to have them. Problems you're, are unable to come between us and heaven's love. Nothing is going to come between us and heaven's love. And I love the way it says this. I've got four different versions we're getting ready to read here. So I'm repeating myself, but it's on purpose. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have hard times. Am I there at hard times? Message. We're on the message. Okay. Well, you're going to have hard times. That's right. Yeah, you are. And it says homelessness, bullying threats, backbiting, backstabbing, persecution. Deprivations. I didn't mention that because I couldn't pronounce it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do this. I That's got why you, you got me? I got you. You got me? Yeah. It says dangers and death itself or threats. No, for they are all important to hinder omnipotent love can't do anything to hinder God's love. They're going to happen to you. There ain't no place in the Bible that says you got a free ride. That's right. <laughs> what Bible are you reading? It ain't in there. It's telling you these things are going to happen, but God's love will still be there. A beautiful thing sometimes when Sister Gwen and I are eating breakfast, we'll be someplace and and we'll see an older couple, and somebody's on a walker, and the other one is doing everything they can That's right. to help that one. That's the kind of love God has. That's right. Yeah, see, I may be wounded, I may be bruised, but guess what? He still loves me. You see? You with me? The voice says it this way in 35. Now remember now, we'll do three different versions of the same thing. Say, it's okay, Pastor. Teach us. Here we go. So who can separate us? Now that's the question. Who can separate us? What can come between us and the love of God's anointed? The answer is absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What are you scared of? Come on. Yeah. That's right. What are you scared of? I'm going to be lonely. Really? How can you be lonely when you have a loving God? That's right. You see? Okay. Sometimes when you're lonely is the best time uh, to be with your real lover. Sit down and meditate and smile, reading scriptures of him telling you how important you are in his life. Yeah. That's right. And you read the scripture says you were bought with a price. Yes, 
the very death of Jesus Christ. And it makes you smile because he loved you that much. You won't have to be looking here and there and to and fro. You comfortable sitting in your chair saying, wow, I got a lover greater than any love that I could find in the hill of All right, All right here we go. Even though it is written in verse 36, all day long we face death threats for your sake, God. Yeah, people are going to make fun of you, you know that. We're considered nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. You know why Satan is mad? Because he knows us that really believe we're going to win. No matter what he throws at us, we're going to win. You see what I'm talking about? That's what we ought to be excited about today. The victory that the cross, the resurrected cross done. You see? All right. The pastor's Bible says not just win, but we triumph over them all. Triumph over them all. All of them. See, I would love to be able to give those prosperity messages every Sunday. But you, you should be mad at me or any other preacher. Life is full of trouble sometimes. That's right. But we're going to win. That's right. We're going to win. You see, now this, you're not, not ready, Lord, keep me healthy and strong for a little while. In life I win, and in death I win because of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see? See, he can't take my life. He can't take my life. Because God's love has already fixed it so he can't. He gets upset. He tries to harass me, but he's a liar. You can't take my life. You see? Where am I at? What scripture? 37. Okay. Halfway. All right. It says, church, for God has made us to be more than conquerors, and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything. Over everything. Thank you. God, what, what, come on, people. Walk out of this church like a like a real believer this morning. For the rest of your life, for the rest of your life, never again will you talk about, I'm just down. I don't feel, no. Remember this message. God's love will be there with you. Period. All right, now we got two more verses. We're going to go. Let's go. I'm excited about this. That's right. Yeah. We're told in verse 38, so now I can live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. Now, when you walk out these doors for the rest of your entire life, you know that nothing can separate you from the power of God's love. Nothing can separate you from that. Come on, Christians. We need to start walking upright and getting tough. That's right. You see? No matter how old or how young, if you get this, you're good. That's right. Get this. Teach your kids this. Well, some of you need to get it yourself first. Get this, then you'll be able to teach your kids this. That's right. You see? I stand on a solid rock in Christ. I stand in that song. Stand on it. 
the promises. That's a song written. This is God's word. Nothing. Say nothing. Nothing. Can separate me. Can separate me. From the love of God. From the love of God. All right. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. Paul continued and said, I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles. Wait a minute. Over what? Death. Death, life's troubles. Fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens. Satan's a liar in his little army. Because you know he's got an army. But he can't mess with us. That's right. He better go someplace else. That's right. You see? I don't care where you go, Satan, but you can't come here. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, sometimes, sometimes you need to tell him that. I'm serious. That's right. Do you talk to God? Amen. Then talk to the devil. That's right. As you go have a little talk with God, come back and say, you better get up out of here. That's right. That's right. You see, as the old folks say, you don't know who you're fooling with. You're about to get a whipping up in here. That's right. All right. That's right. That's right. We're told there's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. Nothing can weaken his love. Nothing can weaken his love. You make a mistake, people will walk off. <laughs> nothing can weaken God's love. That's right. Because you're going to make some mistakes. Not only are you going to make some mistakes, and someone in recovery will tell you, sometimes you fall backwards. That's right. You see, and people said, I told you you wasn't going to make it. But guess who didn't tell them they wasn't going to make it? God didn't tell them That's they right. wasn't going to make it. That's right. That's right. Spook. Just there. Mm -hmm. All right. Message says it this way from, from the, excuse me, from verse 38. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic, demonic, today, tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love. We're reading everything for you here. It's right here for you. That's why we did all these different versions. We, we put it here so I, I, I told Heather, I want them all here. And, and I'm, I don't care about repeating because I don't want to miss anything because I want the people to know that not death, angels, demonic forces, tomorrow, high or low, Thinkable, unthinkable, absolutely nothing can come between God's love for Johnny Fields. That's right. That's right. Now you got to call that for yourself. You have to call that for yourself, right? All right. So there is no power above us or beneath us. No power above us or beneath nothing. What are you doing? It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. You know, folks is going to be walking out, wait a minute, walking out of church, some churches, and they heard a good sermon about God's resurrection, Jesus' resurrection, and Satan said, yeah, that's true. Uh, he said, I know that's true, but he don't want you to think about your resurrection. That's right. He died for your resurrection in your life. Amen. Satan wants you to live a dead life, but he's a liar. God's love has caused me to be able to live a resurrected life, and I'm not who I used to be. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And my senses don't have any more power over me like they used to have. Come on here. Amen to that. You see? You see that voice that I used to hear? It, I don't hear you. 
like I used to hear you. You see? We want to walk out here with our chest up, go to work Monday, folks say, what happened to you? You tell them, I found out who I was in Christ. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You see? Say, I went to church and had a love fest. A Christian Woodstock. Yeah. That's right. All right. Again, verse 39, there is no power above us or beneath us. No power that could ever be found in the universe. Nowhere. That can distance us from God's passionate love. Nothing. Who created the universe? Who controls the universe? That's right. Said no, no place. Not in the universe. They get to the moon and people are going up wherever they go. One time people be living up there. God's already been there. That's right. You see, nothing, say nothing. Nothing. Can separate me. Separate me. me from the love of God. From the love of God. My power. My power comes. Comes from the love of God. From the love of God. All right. Say amen to that. Yeah. It said God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. Is where? Upon us. Yes. Cover now, yourself with Jesus. Yeah, you know when yeah, some of you are when on Easter they wear and they don't do it anymore. But uh, years ago on Easter, everybody just had Easter clothes. Right. Okay. And then Monday they put on the everyday clothes. <laughs> when you get saved, you put a clothes of love. You've clothed in the love of Jesus Christ. That's right. Right. And you won't take that off. So Monday, yes, through Sunday, you rode in Christ. That's right. Amen. Right? Amen. Finally, from the amplified. Okay. I'm so excited about this. Is all I got left? I thought it'd be more than this. I want to hold this. Hold on to this. I feel good about it. Sometimes. Sometimes, you know, as a speaker, sometimes you wonder, is it, is it going to be all right? Is the people going to accept it? Are you doing a good job? But when you get to feeling good about feeling good yourself, you say, hey, you all on your own. Right. <laughs> you're on your own because I'm feeling good about what I'm saying up here today. Amen. You see Amen. what I'm saying? Now, if, if you want to walk out of here like you walked in here, that's your business. You see, because I'm one of these guys, you know, I'm, I'm, I tell folks, you know, if you don't want to be blessed, God to bless you, send him over to my house. I take them blessings. I don't want to walk out of this church. Never again, anybody sitting in this church, walk out of there inferior. You're a child of God. You see, and I use it all the time. I'm going to use it again. Remember when I've used that with Mike Tyson? And, his, some, and his, he was in a fight. Early in his days, you know, he's knocking everybody out. But he got in one that was a little tough. And what was his first coach? Kamado. Customado. Mike was in the, the corner, had his head down, and he, Customado slapped him. Said, you the heavyweight champion of the world. Get your head up. Christ tipped him Get your head up. You, you are a child of God. What? You're supposed to be victorious in him. Get your head up. You champions over here. 
You understand what I'm talking about? Who do you represent? You represent God. You crazy when somebody is going to put you in the ring and you know you're going to win? Are you kidding me? Get your head up. Walk, strut. Strut your stuff. That's right. Here we go. I'm going to finish it up. All right, church, the Amplified says it this way from verse 37. Yes. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. Do you get that? Yes. And anything that comes up in your life, anything that comes up in your life, you're more than a conqueror. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to gain victory because of him who loved us. That's right. That's right. Because he died for us. Yeah. Accept the victory. You see? Yes. All right. 38. And I am convinced and continue to be convinced. I'm convinced and what? And what? Continue to be convinced. And what? Continue to be convinced. All right. Without any doubt. Without what? Any doubt. Any doubt. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers. There's no powers. Yes, sir. No powers. Yes, no powers. Right. Greater than what's in you. That's right. Got it? How big are you? How big are you? A million times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. I've taught y'all that over here in this church. Right? right? And some people don't understand that. You build, you got the Holy Ghost? You filled with the Holy Ghost? Amen. Was it when God spoke that the Spirit moved and created the heavens and the earth? That's, right. that's how big you are, because that's, right. that's how big that Spirit is. That's why you are what? How big? A million times bigger on the yeah. inside than I am on the outside. That's right. You see this little guy up here? You don't know how big he is. <laughs> that's right. Okay, I'm a giant in Christ. That's right. Ah, uh, yeah, giants in Christ. I got so excited I broke my finger now. <laughs> Last scripture, isn't it? Again, church, no power, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to me. No height, nor death, or any other creator. They can't create anything. They can't create anything. That's right. It will separate us from the love of God. That's right. His unlimited love for God, yes. which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. You can't do anything to separate your love. That's right. That's why some of us are here. Because we, we ain't always been like this. Isn't God good? Easter's beautiful, right? Yeah. And, and I love the resurrected Christ. Mm -hmm. But we found out the reason why. That's right. yes. I want to know because he loved me. Amen. God loved me. Jesus loved him. They both loved me. And now the Holy Spirit loves me enough to help me to become like Christ. Yes. Just that simple. Yes. Just that simple. Say amen to that. Amen. Hey, all right?